Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 272. I am joined, as pretty much always, by Lucy. Hello, I'm glad you dropped the craft beer this week, because I do not have a craft beer. Mm. But I have a beer. Okay. Supposedly. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. Foreshadowing! <laughs> We're also here with Adol. Hi! <laughs> I'm glad. Last week we were like, hey, hey. This week we're like, yeah! <laughs> yes, we all started that, with... That literally what I re- remembered was how like humdrum when you guys were all jovial. I'm like, ah, I must. I mean, <laughs> let's keep that energy going. Yeah. I mean, Good. I don't know why, because I'm more tired this week than I was last week. But, um, <laughs> yeah. We'll see how quickly it just drops off (laughs) as we go. So, let's get into some beers and keep this energy up. Lucy, I want to come to you first because I'm interested in what's going on. Yeah, I I have no beer because I didn't go out and get any. Mm -hmm. So, I have what is technically a beer. Okay. Um, It is a red stripe. Ah. Oh. And... Oh, it's a tall bottle for a red stripe. It's, and it's a red, 330 a red, mil. A red red stripe. Um, I'm used to the stubby, oh, the little, chippy yeah. um, stubs, yeah. Uh, this is a sorrel-flavoured lager beer, 3.6%. Um, oh. I like sorrel. Um, usually have it around Christmas time um, with <laughs> rum rather than in beer mm-hmm. form. Um but yeah, I, I I've had a couple of these before, but I can't remember anything about it because it's just like yeah, <laughs> I'm thirsty. Let me have something that's kind of like a beer. Um, Fair. I just remember that it's not quite like a beer, and I think the last couple of times I I just poured some gin in it, so um, because right. it, it, there wasn't really any white rum. So, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking today. What's the percentage on it? Uh, three point six. So, wow! Barely anything. Okay. <laughs> is it is it even a beer? Uh, I'd say no. Yes. But <laughs> no. I don't. Know. I tried to be kind. I mean, I mean, there's obviously nothing on the label, and I like red stripe. I mean, I'm half Jamaican, so it's in my DNA. Mm. Um, I like red stripe, and I like sorrel. I'm gonna drink this sorrel lager beer. I mean, sounds sounds perfect. We'll see, we'll mm-hmm. see how it is in a moment. Uh, Adol, I'll come to you uh, next. What are you What are you drinking this week? I uh, sorry. I, what I was doing was I was looking up because um, somehow this brewer um, has is new to me. Okay. Um. Because I have this... Look at these cats. Nice. Look at this gorgeous art. <laughs> we like cats. Cartoon cats drinking over a barrel with a mouse. 10 out of 10. Uh, and it is the drinks for you pale ale. It's what it is. The art was by Jordan Prike. It's a pale ale. It's 4%. And it's brewed and canned in Bristol. Oh. oh. And I'm just stared at this in the shop going, how do I not know anything about drinks because for you? Because a new 
brewery pops up every <laughs> 28 hours in Bristol. <laughs> it's like you turn out, you um, wake up the next day, and it's like, oh, check Twitter's like, oh, a new brewery, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- I just stared at it, and I'm like, well, loser's not wrong. <laughs> Somehow, I poof. Um, yeah, so they're on Minor Road. Oh, are they? In St. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Apparently. Nice. How do people buy it then if there's only miners living there? They. Boy. Dropped in a deal. <laughs> nice pun for you mm. there. Um, but yeah, so that is what I'm going to be drinking, and the internet has like no information about drinks for you because there's a drinks for you Bristol. Dot co. Sure dot UK. That just sounds like a standard corner shop. Like yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's a yeah. shop. Hmm. Uh, it seems like a shop hmm. that maybe started making their own beer, but also drinks for you Bristol. co. UK sure doesn't. It sells you other people's beer and tequila. <laughs> you know. It's not not craft beers for you. Drinks. Yeah, drinks, mm. drink, drinks, drinks for you. Minor road. Fine. Do you know? Anyway, sure. I'm gonna crack this pale ale um, and pour it. Hopefully not terribly, and and maybe we can solve the mystery. Oh, man, I'd, at some I'd love point. it if it was just you know like the guy who runs the shop or or, or woman who runs the shop. They've just started homebrewing and they're like, yeah, just start selling <laughs> it through the shop. Why not? Okay. Well, that's what I was hoping to find out. Um, and then I promptly forgot when I got back from the bottle. Uh, the well, I hate to break it to you guys. Yes, I actually was also running late, and so I just went to the store at the end of my street to find the new brewery beer. <laughs> so Lucy's just got this town bang on. <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, you pay for it. It's, it's very the cost of living in Bristol is quite high, so that's why. It, 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 yeah, that's the only it makes reason. sense. That they have a, a brewery on every street. Just the corner. wealth and choice of craft beers elevated those house <laughs> prices so much. Oh wait, wait. Oh, more info. Well, so if you look up their um, address, it's Fierce and Noble's address. Oh, interesting. But it has no. But it just says "Drinks for You Pale Ale, brewed in Camden, Bristol, twenty-five Minor Road," which is. Fierce and Nobles. Address. It's a drug front. So maybe, maybe, maybe it is literally someone um, renting. Yeah, a little gypsy brewer brewing out space. Fierce and Noble or something. Maybe. So, so not a drug front. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's plenty of those in Bristol as well. So. <laughs> True. Wait, when was this sold? <laughs> um, according to. Oh. 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 Um, Fierce and Noble, this location was sold for, in December 2020. It's just on estate agent websites now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, maybe Fierce and Noble sold it and this is a new thing, is what I'm saying. Maybe they've moved on. But, I mean, Drinks for You has bad SEO anyway. Yeah. Uh, I will stop rambling because I tried to do that before and then interrupted myself trying to let you go 
twice, I think. Uh, so what, what, what's going on, man? <laughs> I'm drinking a Dea. Um, not Bristol, but just up the road. This is written in the dust, a double IPA, 8%. It has got, oh, just a soft, juicy, delicious dipper. Dry hopped with Galaxy, Simcoe, Enigma, and Vic Secret. And, as with Dea, that's all they write. Mm. I was thinking, is that a new one? I was thinking, dust my broom. Yes. Mm -hmm. This has got a big uh, kind of purple toad on the front. I think I've seen that looking a bit. Yeah. Um, with a with a putting a putting a record into a jukebox. Because hmm. why not? Uh, but yeah, I will, I, will, I will get into this uh, in a moment, Lucy. Mm. Come back to you. How refreshed are you? Very. It's very Good. sweet. But mm -hmm. sorrel. Well, well, yeah, sorrel. Usually, yeah pile it full of the sugar and ginger I usually have it um, maybe with a tip more rum or sometimes I like water it down because you know people sometimes make it a bit sweet and I'm not a fan of sweet drinks it's very sweet but you can taste the sorrel so mm -hmm. that's good it, it, it's very much like a, a ginger beer um, if you've never had sorrel before it's probably a bit hard to distinguish what's different about it from like a ginger beer I'd say like sorrel's pretty hmm bit more herbal, maybe a bit lighter and more berry-like. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just because it's red, I mean, it's it steeped like flowers, so rather than anything, rather than a fruit, but it still gives you those kind of like berry-like flavours, but getting a lot of ginger and um, some like, you know, slightly warming spices. Um, mm. That's why, you mm. know, tend to have it like winter time around Christmas. Because you have you do have that warmth from the spice in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what makes it a beer <laughs> rather than just a sorrel drink. Maybe it's the carbonation, but that just adds to like you know it, it being more refreshing and stuff like that. So like on a summer day, like this is great. If you if you're not a beer fan. Um, then if you if you saw oh it's a lager and something don't let that put it off you put that off you it's, it's more like a very much like a Bacardi Breezer where it's like yeah. <laughs> there's hardly any alcohol in this um, you know you could probably knock about ten of them and not even even stagger or sway or anything <laughs> like that just ten in a row and you'd be like I feel fine yeah. but yeah it's I'd just say a bit on the sweet side but um, I think that's you know just Slightly paired back by giving you that carbonation, giving you that lightness. But yeah, as I say, I like sorrel. Um, yeah. I think I'd probably prefer this if, if I was like on holiday or something um, to have this over a red stripe. Because okay. even though I like red stripe, it you know, it can be a bit gassy, a bit heavy. Mm -hmm. This is much lighter, and it just tastes like a. Very much like a, it's like a slur, almost. Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I just want a fizzy drink, something, something a bit fizzy that's gonna, you know, refresh me, but um, is not gonna make me, you know, tanked up afterwards. So yeah, yeah I like it. Um, Good. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd um, probably wouldn't buy it I'd probably be like okay I'm probably just gonna spend my money on like actual craft beer but it was in my nan's fridge and you know what 
it's not bad for a I think I think the first time I had it was like in the garden, it was hot and it was just like, yeah, it really hit the spot. But yeah, go on, Red Stripe. Perfect. You know, representing the folks. Yeah, yeah, I love it as well that it's just like I've got nothing to drink, what do I do? Dunno, look in Nan's fridge. See what's there. She doesn't drink beer, but if I told her this is not beer, you could drink <laughs> Then there might be less for me, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't ever tell her. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Um, Adol, we will come to you. Back for the drinks for you, beer. Hmm, pale ale. Mm. Um, it's got a really lovely nose, slightly floral and quite um, tropical. Mm-hmm. Think more, more mango than passion fruit. Um, and like not rose floral, but um. Like a light, I don't know, maybe lilac-y. Just a sort of slightly perfumey, mm. but really mm. light. Um, I think that was a good word that I should have used for my beer. It's got a very floral taste to it, because obviously it's a flower, but yeah. it might have been a bit on the mm. nose. But thank you, Adil. Versus in the nose, as this one is. <laughs> you don't want to drink via Ooh. your nose. That might God drown you. Mmm. Interesting. What was the style again? So that, Sorry, I, f- I forgot. Pe- pe- pale ale. Just a pale ale. Okay. The ale is so nice; it says it twice. Um, putting the ale in it. Pale ale. Yeah, can't spell pale. Okay, ale. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's a better way to say that. <laughs> Versus the ramblings I had, uh, it's uh, it's actually got a quite a bit of bitterness on the back end, which is why I said, "Oh, interesting," because mm. it's um, it's slightly sweet, lightly. Hmm, it's a sweetness like a fruity sweetness, like kind of like a tangerine, but without the citrus. Mm-hmm. Just the just the light acidity and okay. the quite peaky sweetness of a tangerine, but without the sort of citrus back end. Right. Um. And then you get that mango slightly more on the passion fruit end, the, the tropical taste, and it's like the core. And then there's this lovely um, bitterness. Sort of comes, I want to say, over top of the core sort of tropically taste and sort of falls down and then just sits really low. Because it's, it's kind of... What I mean by that is, is it's like, oh, that's quite like... Oh, that's like a not quite resinous bitterness... Uh, but then it it sort of starts like when we're full on the fruitiness, but it feels like it's above it. It feels like really like oh, it's doing that. But by the time the fruitiness is fading away and you're just left with that um, bitter, it's also sort of like I said, it's kind of faded down. So it, they both it kind of comes in right when at the peak of the rest of the taste, and you're like oh shit and then but it fades quite quickly but it just doesn't fade it it, it doesn't fade to the same degree mm. so you're just left with this like peak of bitterness and then and then yeah it just sort of rolls off which is, is kind of inviting not to do anything else because it rolls off from such a high spot um and not that's not to say it's like a bitter punch you can tell by the way i'm quaffing it i'm not like wincing mm. at it but because it rolls off like that um it just invites it, and the finish is, is long but quite low. It just—I don't feel like I need to refresh 
that quickly now that I'm not tasting it because I still have this lingering taste and there's still like I said that that like tropical and slightly tangerine sweetness those are still there kind of low level so I ha I'm left with a really lovely finish nice. um and it and has all the elements from before so you could easily nurse this but also it's very tasty mm. it's really it's a very interesting beer but it definitely starts that and you're thinking all right okay pale ale but not not one of those fruit punches from a few years back but just like got a bit of a fruity core cool i'll probably finish this off really quickly because i want that like that burst but mm. because that burst is almost immediately accompanied by the bitter and the bitter finish is so long it's like oh i'm still tasting the core of this beer i don't need to it, it's like this weird trade-off where you like on the first taste i was like ah okay i know this beer it's like oh i don't know this beer um <laughs> nice which is really nice yeah um we'll see how fast it can go it can go it might go will go god i'm terrible at words today Anyway, that's my beer. Um, also, I don't even know if I showed it to you. Yeah, you it's did. real yeah. opaque, real pale. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, nice. uh, another one for the put the pin in for the Bristol. Is it? Will it be on the Eastbury Bristol Trail? No, no, they're no, not quite it's... East Bristol. Mm -hmm. I mean, they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, but nothing. But the not. trail doesn't go that far. No. They need to make um, a west, north, south, 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 west, uh, north, someone, west, Someone east. did come up with a... There was like a beer, a craft beer map of Bristol that someone put together, which showed all the breweries, all the bars mm -hmm. that kind of specialise in it and stuff. And I think they mm. probably, uh, you know, would need to be an updated version because that was a few years ago now. Yeah. Um, and so many different places, whether it be bars or bottle shops or, or breweries have kind of popped up. Um and, and they could you, know, you could they you could can make, make a trail for they could make a trail for every cardinal direction <laughs> and they I mean, have you, probably about 20 yeah you absolutely could yes yeah you definitely could um <laughs> maybe not south so much there's not so many people sort of south of the river um there's a few there's, there's places to go definitely there's uh, bloody southerners oh, weirdos aren't they down there <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as we as we joke about, you you can, you know, throw a stone in Bristol and you hit someone who either brews beer or sells it. So <laughs> it's it, it is everywhere, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on out of Bristol uh, to this Daya, written in dust. It follows the lines of the Daya beers that I've had more recently, um, not being that big juicy mm -hmm. double IPA yeah. sort of flavour. And being on that more kind of earthy side, um, and I don't know whether they've changed maybe kind of the yeast that they're using or a different sort of malt build, but but something in their main kind of recipe, I suppose. When you know when they're when they're chucking all these different hops and playing with things, something is, is a little bit more consistent. That is giving us more of this kind of earthy tone to these beers, and it's 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 got a lot of sort of like ripe melon in it, mm. but it it, it mm. is that ripe melon flavour which kind of pushes that more sort of earthy um, feel to this beer, and it looks lovely. It's a lovely looking beer. Yeah. Um. It's it's pretty solid. It looks like juice. It's got a nice light sort of fluffy head to it, and. 
the nose and the flavor match quite well so maybe it's not on the on the nose it's maybe not quite as ripe uh, of a melon maybe a slight hint of, of something sweeter in there as well but when you get into the flavor that's kind of gone and you are hit with this very very ripe melon flavor um, it's creamy though which which definitely lifts it as well so whilst you've got that more bitter earthy sort of flavor to it it has this nice creaminess in there as well which i think kind of saves it a little bit from just being kind of a bit dirgy and dirty you know with it with it leaning more towards that earthy sort of side it definitely feels a little bit grummy you know um so it, mm. that, that that lightness that that creaminess to it definitely in the mouth will definitely lift it just that little bit extra um yeah i've been i've been passing like like most of the times probably like now three times i've been to, to cartridge wines mm -hmm. i've been um just going past the day of this i yeah. don't know if I, i'm seeing less new ones a lot of the, I'm still seeing a lot of the saturated uh, series. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there are any any new ones that I've, um, that either of you have tried that are like very good. I think the last really good ones that I had was Big Hot Pillow. I loved that one. Mm, that was um, nice. Yeah. There was another one, yeah. um, very that, that was brewed very close to that as well, which mm -hmm, I thought was yeah. really nice. You the, really liked the, it. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the name. I, I might have drank it on an episode actually. Um, but the name uh, I is, think you is did, gone. Yeah. And I had one. I had another one the other day, um, which I, oh no, it's not even going to be in my recycling because that was taken away yesterday. Um, so I can't even have a look. But that was very nice. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it was more in that kind of uh, sort of juicy vein mm -hmm. rather than this more earthy sort of side to them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think I I prefer Daya with those big bold fruit flavors and. I don't really Agreed, go yeah. to them looking for bitterness and stuff like that, and, or just like that earthiness that you described, Ben. So. Mm -hmm. hmm. I don't think many people do. Honestly, <laughs> I, I love I, I I like my earthy beers. Mm -hmm. I do like them. Yeah, like yeah. I, I love a good like red ale or amber ale or something mm. like that. I get that real, there's a real earthy taste to them. It feels like you're just eating dirt. You feel, you feel close to nature, <laughs> but you want something like if yeah. you want an earthy beer, you want something that maybe finishes with a bit more kind of dankness in it mm -hmm. as well, don't you? Like it, it takes you through that full sort of range yeah, of flavors, yeah. rather than it just being here's a bit of ripe melon and, it, mm -hmm. and it's got a sort of this little bit of an earthy sort of finish to it, and that's kind of all yeah. that's going on. You want something that does flow through that section of kind of flavors, really. And then gives you something that has a bit more bitterness. Yeah. Like this doesn't even with those earthy tones, it doesn't have that bitterness to it. Mm -hmm. And again, that yeah. would be something that would would elevate it again. But I don't know if they could balance and get both that kind of lovely creamy softness that this has with a big bitter finish on it as well, whilst maintaining these kind of lighter earthy ripe mm -hmm. melon kind of notes to it. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not yeah. going to stop me. From um, drinking it and enjoying it, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because their beers are just just the quality of the beers; it, it, they taste nice regardless. Um, mm. But you had a nice, uh, I had a nice Schwartz beer from 
uh, Whiplash, which was very good uh, on Sunday. Um, gosh, what was the name of that? I can't remember. I think I might have checked in on the tap, but mm-hmm. yeah, it had that nice earthiness. It had like those. It had quite a nice chocolatey fruitiness as well, um, which was which was nice. Yeah, Whiplash can do no wrong. No, not in my eyes. <laughs> they're, they're fantastic. Mm. Good. So there are our beers uh, to start the episode off with. Uh, let's jump then into our topics and games uh, for this week. And I thought I'd launch in because I've got a very short talking point this week. I've had another very, very busy week um, of work. And obviously we didn't record until a little bit later in the week. So it's only been yeah. sort of five days since we last uh, recorded. So I haven't played anything. I haven't played anything. I've not. Ter- I, I mean, I've started games on Game Pass just to get those little login points um, <laughs> yeah. and quests and things like that on the um, I downloaded on the app. Battlefield 5 and uh, launched the game and uninstalled it, so yeah, right there with Perfect, you. nice. Um, <laughs> I did actually, the, the one I did load up, um, one, of the, one of the quests is for Grounded, so I oh. I installed that hmm. and I loaded it up and I got onto the starting screen and um, I ran around for about three minutes and then turned <laughs> yeah. it off. Yeah. Uh, the quest was to get an achievement and I'm like, right, I'm running around, I'm picking a load of stuff up, I'm doing some things, I discovered something, no achievement yet, right, now I've got work, mm-hmm. I'll turn it off. Um, so I will go back to that at some yeah. point and explore uh- it a little bit more but... I didn't realise until I saw those requests, um, those quests rather, uh, Game Pass requests, mm. that it had achievements. Because I thought, oh, it's still oh. in early access, and early access games don't tend to launch with achievements. Right, Usually, okay. have to have 1.0, and then they have achievements. So I was mm. really, really interested. I haven't gone and done this yet to see. Okay, how much? How much is in this game now? I know they've been doing updates, but is it at a point where? I can play through the story and mm. get enough out of that for like, a, I don't know, a 20 hour experience, let's say. Because I, I played that when it first launched and it's really charming. It's really. There's something about it. It must be that, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, kind of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but it, it's. it's It seems like a fun. Seems like a fun game that you can, like, you know, it's all about crafting and. You know, stuff like that. It seems like it could go into, like, the kind of, like, you know, survival sim mm-hmm. way, but it seems like they were building, like, a story mode, so I'd love to see if I can just, you know, spend, what, 15, 20 hours in that complete story and then be done with it, because that's... There's something to it. Um, mm. I think I think that game's got a really... I don't know if the community's still thriving, but it certainly had a big splash upon release, so... Um, We'll see. It may be one of those sleeper hits like Sea of Thieves that everyone seems Absolutely. to play now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely. It, does, it definitely mm-hmm. seems the release was in the same sort of vein as Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. I guess they got to a point in development where they went, well, we've got a, we've got a working build uh, yeah. and Xbox went, look, Sea of Thieves have done this. It, it could be something similar. Considering it is a multiplayer game as well, um, it very mm. much fits that model. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that uh, Xbox have yeah. pushed them to kind of release on this sort of um, path so yeah they have just put out an update I think okay. which is why I guess it's now saying go in and go, play go in it and why, play why it. the yeah, quest yeah. wants you to go and go Get and play it um, yeah. 
But apart from Grounded, I've also <laughs> been playing through and have been um, writing about in the background, ready to sort of start releasing some articles around Halo. Mm. Um, mm. And I thought I'd kind of ask the question and have the discussion around whether you guys have any older not 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 but let's not jump back too far but kind of more modern but but older franchises which you would kind of recommend to people if they hadn't actually played anything of like I I've played Halo I played the first and the second games and that was kind of it for me um, mm-hmm. because I didn't have an Xbox um, the girlfriend I had at the time did which is how I played both of those games a lot of my friends um, had Xboxes so we used to get TVs and um, push them kind of back to back and put two Xboxes together and land sort of eight player kind of Halo Mm. matches multiplayer matches and things like that so I've played a lot of the first two games and I I ran through now um, Reach Halo and Halo 2 which were both the anniversary editions, uh, and I'm at the halfway point now, having started three. But I'm I, I will say overall, I'm I'm very much enjoying Halo. Um, is this the Master Chief collection? You're it is the, the Master Chief collection. Yes, playing it on PC. Um, but is there like I kind of thought about it, and I don't know whether there are any kind of big series or things that I would actually recommend to people these days to be like right go back to number one and just play through all of the game so it made me think what do you guys kind of think is there is there anything that any series that you would say even if you've only played a couple of them that really sort of stand out and make you think oh yeah maybe I should sort of finish Mm. the trilogy or the next couple of games and would tell people to go back and start from the beginning of these kinds of things. I, th- I think the key oh. here is like recent because, mm. like, <laughs> yeah, there's be like everything just gets remade and relaunched nowadays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Adil, did you have an answer? Like, uh, I mean, I guess I have a question about the question. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of asshole. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> we were, we were a philosopher. There's no, there's no rules here, do we? Like, well, no. I just what I mean is like there are some series I can think mm-hmm. of that I um, would fully recommend a few entries of. But right, are you okay. saying specifically something that people should go back to and roll through, like you are with Halo? That, yeah. So yes, because I would find that last one much more challenging outside mm-hmm. of. Um, this uh, small indie series, um, Super Mario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think it makes more sense if it's like a story arc? Because I think that's where, even though I didn't I know nothing about the Halo story, but you said that you were playing chronological order. Yeah. Do you think it makes more sense if it's like, yes, you should experience this for the story arc? It's like it's like a traditional trilogy and like maybe maybe like Mm. if 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 someone like if we're having this conversation with someone and they would to say uh oh yeah i'd absolutely go back to say like uncharted and play that from the first game all the way through to lost legacy you know hit all five games um they they don't they don't necessarily all follow the same kind of story a lot of the time they're sort of like self-contained whereas halo whilst 
at least some of them are sort of self-contained, they do still follow on from each it's other. the same like, characters, same universe. Yeah, and yeah. It's not like a cut, sort of cut-off point where, like, say, Andromeda was to the original Mass Effect. Mm. It's like... Yes. Um, I think Gears. Gears is a good one. Mm. Okay. You know, sticking with Xbox. I... I I'm not a Halo person, but I I love Gears. Mm. Gears is, even though the story is like I couldn't tell you much about it, but it, <laughs> they're just great games anyway. Well, yeah, like, fantastic even, games. Even mm. for seeing like, and we've seen a slew of kind of third-person, cover-based shooters, and kind of Gears really pushed that from the start. So. Mm. It seems like it would be Gears would be a good series to go back to if you're interested in kind of seeing yeah. where these, you know, where the division, Outriders, uh, where these kind of games sort of get their basis from. Essentially, maybe what, what don't play Judgment on. thinking of that. Actually, <laughs> made by uh, people can fly, but even Judgment was okay. But um, yeah, I, I think Gears is it because I remade the first one. Mm-hmm. And they're all on Game Pass. I think that's a really... Because when I think of, like, Metroid Dread that is coming out, yeah, it's like, that's... Okay, that's 30 years worth of Metroid, probably more at this point. Mm. It's hard for people to go back to the old games and something like that, but imagine if they could, you know? Imagine if they were all reasonably on the Switch, which is, it shouldn't be a problem now, you know? And people were like, okay, this is the fifth game in the series. I want to know what happened to Metroid and uh, the little baby Metroid and Samus, etc. I, I, uh, why I love Game Pass and like back back combat is like, if Gears Five comes out or Halo, like Halo Six or whatever it is, in, in, Infinite, whatever it is, Infinite is just going to keep going forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be yeah, live service no, games. No, we don't need mm-hmm. to make there's any no more. To the story just keeps yeah. going. Yeah, because when that was announced, I was like, I've always wanted to go back and play Halo, maybe I should play Halo. And it's like, it's just there in the, the Master Chief yeah, collection. Absolutely. Even if it wasn't um, like in that collection, it would have still been on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I just think, yeah, it's just it's just a great thing to, like, okay, I want to, Gears 6 is coming out two years from now. I want to catch up on the story that all there, and it's like... I think a lot of what you're saying, Ben, it's like, what would you su- suggest to people? What can you reasonably suggest where mm. it isn't just an absolute ball ache to go play those <laughs> yes, games, you know? very much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think Game Pass is great for that. And to, not mm-hmm. as, a, as a huge sort of sidebar to this, but wasn't there some kind of Nintendo monthly subscription-based thing for playing online and, like, NES yeah. and SNES Games? It's called, it's called the Tetris uh, ninety nine uh, plus online. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like you get online to play Tetris ninety nine and nothing else. Um, yeah, that it's so meager that mm. that that library. Now, do have you like jumped into any of those old games? I have. I personally have. I, I've nothing from you. Just for the audio listeners, Adil shaking his head. He's like, no, not gone back. No, you and it's not because honestly, I forget it exists. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have actually no. I have I have dipped into the Mario's occasionally, mm-hmm. um, but uh, and it's not because they're low fidelity. It's just gaming hours, or mm-hmm. just it's 
for some reason I haven't had the hankering to go back to, but knowing that they're there it's it's a very classic nostalgia gamer point I'm at where it's like I'm really glad I could do this mm-hmm. well, yeah. well really glad I could for for a massive nerd like me I, I do go back it's like mm-hmm. I've been wanting to play through Donkey Kong Country 3 because um, I played through 1 and 2 um, and I went back to like there's a game called Magical Drop HD or whatever it is for like some Neo Geo or something, and it's like Money Puzzle Exchanger. If anyone's ever played that, sort of like a Tetris puzzle game. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I do go back and play that. Sometimes I just get angry. It's like maybe I should play like the best game ever made and just load up Super Mario Bros. Three and play through that until World Eight, and then I get annoyed. Um, <laughs> oh, it's such a that is a terrible world. Yeah. <laughs> Like dreams. just because the the skill curve isn't great <laughs> and the compared to the rest ghost of the games, and it's like I never know where to go. I still to this day can't remember where to get my little tanuki suit and fly up and yeah, which door to go into. Anyway, yeah, it's it's terrible. Then <laughs> <laughs> they put like five games in there like every quarter, and it's like a game you've never even heard of. It's like uh. Joe Max Tennis 16 for Joe Max The Lee Carvello putting challenge. Yeah. Bubble Bubble 8. It's like, who asked for this? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody on planet Earth asked for this. There's one person. (laughs) Yeah, Miyamoto. He's just like, I love this game. Put it in. I love this random game. Yeah, it's awful. Um, we should not speak of it because it's okay. actually okay. like very annoying Fair. how bad it is. <laughs> I only keep I my subscription because it's like I can get it for like fifteen pounds now, and then it's like I like playing Tetris ninety nine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. nice. Uh, Adol, you 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 said you had something. I oh. do. I have a couple. Okay. Uh, I was just casually going through my stream library looking for a series of words that start with the same uh, titles that start with the same word. Be like, ah, what do I think of that title? It <laughs> uh, turns out uh, that takes a long time when you have 6,000 games. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's more, isn't it? So my cheeky, my cheeky answer, oh, it's not that high. Uh, my cheeky answer, of course, is Left for Dead One and Two. Play those okay. games if yeah. you can find people yeah. to play with. Um, they're great. They're still great. There's a new couple new like it's becoming a genre somehow. Yes. Years yep. later, Back for Blood. There are announced okay. games. So I just mostly I just wanted to highlight cooperative um, shooters are great. Like they there should be more stuff like that um but i uh, i guess so originally i was going to cheekily say final fantasy but i actually don't think the first like that's why i asked the question mm-hmm. some entries mm-hmm. <laughs> some duds, yeah um but i think fallout is my answer oh. back to fallout one uh, because okay. I, I really liked those crpgs mm. and i know it changes drastically between types i've never played four so that's where i can't comment sure. But Fallout 1 and 2 are really great games, and that's, that's when you're like, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be 
the, it's about the world and staying in the world, etc. Maybe not like super directly connected, plot wise. Fallout one or two are great. Three is fantastic. New Vegas is mwah. Uh, play those games; mm-hmm. they're great. Yeah, I four think... four was rubbish. It was, just, it was, just was it? Uh, but there's a dog. Yeah, but isn't that so, free? So no, no, no. So in four, you, there is a dog in four. Uh, you can have companions, and you can just yeah. swap the dog out. So you know, you you why, you, why mean, would you, you do can that though? Dog <laughs> continuously. Can't you have like a radioactive bear, or is that like Far Cry? Oh, I don't know. Or is that Fallout seventy six? Again, now your entry at all. You've got to play Fallout seventy six now as well. All right, fine, fuck it. I take it back. Take it back. No more Fallout. I, think, I don't want to do this. I think we'd be remiss to say Mass Effect because people like those games. Um, uh, especially um, with the remastered sort of trilogy yeah. out now as well. And Andromeda yeah. is about 40p on most stores whenever it goes on sale. Um, and that's a fine um, I would game. say Batman, but I would not wish... Arkham Knight even, on anyone? Yeah, even my worst enemy. Yeah. Uh, again, that that, is, I went through the list. And I'm like, oh, depends. Yeah. Um, it's trash. It's awful. It's the worst game I've ever played in my life. What about? <laughs> what about? And I, I think this is, you know, you've got to be down for some bullshit for this one. But what about Metal Gear Solid? Not Metal uh, Gear. I'd say that's a good not one. Not Metal Gear. So you don't have to go yeah. back to Solid, the, yeah, kind of the first of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Starting from Metal Gear Solid, going through the modern games. I think that's a good one. Hmm. Yeah. I've never played Although, four. I've never even touched four. Four's great. I've touched the other Isn't ones. Four got so much shit because the first like four hours are three and a half <laughs> hours worth of cutscenes. But yes, I think that's I mean, a fantastic that's... game. Mm-mm. You know, yeah, but Ben, uh, under under your Fallout rules, that means you have to go play Survive. Oh shit! Mm. I didn't even think about Survive. <laughs> I mean, turns out. This is terrible because everything is now. Every series is being exploited as a shitty live service game by a different developer than the original ones. Yeah. And no real relation to the creative team, mm. and that makes it bankrupt both morally and narratively. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> maybe, uh, just maybe. Uh, how about this one? Although I can't remember how good the later entries were, but I would definitely play through them mm. all. F dot e dot a dot r. Fear. Oh. I never played any of them. I remember so Fear 2. Oh, they were spooky. I remember Fear 2 a lot. Fear 3 was very okay. good as well. I think there might have been a fourth oh. one, which I don't remember. Um, Fear, you say. Fear was like a. Yeah, it was a. Oh, no, there I was. I just remember the cover being brown. Because everything was brown <laughs> yeah. back in those days. I think it's Extraction Point, is the weird side more than DLC okay. game that I don't remember anything about but um, I really liked Fear and Fear 2 and Fear 3 uh, Fear 1 and 2 are really you know they're about experimentations on people and there's a creepy little girl mm. who appears and um, I remember playing it late at night and being actually spoofed mm-hmm. while also having the giant guns because it doesn't matter because you can't shoot ghosts. But you can shoot the other guys who are also somehow embroiled in this. Um, and also, I don't know, long-time listeners of the podcast will remember that there was a period of time when I first moved back to Bristol where I 
figured out how to cobble together a graphics card to my MacBook Air such yes. that I could run a, my HTC Vive mm -hmm. off of it. And I also got you acquired software that allowed me to basically uh, make any Direct 3D Pro 9, I think it was at the time, probably, maybe 10, uh, game on VR oh. reasonably well. And I played Fear 1, and that was f like just for the first few hours, and it was scary in <laughs> VR. Scary in <laughs> VR. Because, again, I don't know if you remember, there was just these points where, especially in this first... Um, uh, first hour or so. Well, you got walk into a house, and then like you're looking around, looking for someone who killed someone, and you're like hear this weird backstory, and then there's just a a child's laughter, and then it like whips. It's just like this ghostly child appears and mm -hmm. then zips out, and you're like, wait, did that just happen? And then you start getting the weird funky stuff. It it worked like a charm on me when I was. Whatever. When did it come out? Probably in university time. 2005? Yeah, so when I was an undergrad playing at night in the basement suite I lived in, and it worked like a charm. When I was still in my PhD a few years back, rigged up to an overheating MacBook Air. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, did, did, I, 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 think, I think to qualify, this has to be free games or more. Because I was thinking of quite a few things, but it's like, these are only two games. Mm. Sort of like Portal mm. and... Yeah. How about Red Dead? Mm. That's free games now. Revolver Redemption. Yeah, I've never Redemption played Revolver. Online. You got to play the online component as per yeah, Ben's yeah, rule, true. which you can buy as a standalone <sighs> thing now. True. Yes. Mm. Which is apparently meant to be okay. I think that's an alright one. I mean, it's definitely, uh, definitely Bioshock? nowhere near as well supported as GTA Five online, no, is it? No, so, it'll never be. No. Um, Oh, no. I think speaking of GTA, um, oh. maybe GTA is a good one. So I did think about GTA as well. I I almost mm. said that, but I thought it I thought it was too easy because I didn't think it was like a hey go back and play this. <sighs> but I mean, are we talking OG? Mm -hmm. I mean, you you, you Through, could I including mean, GTA, London GTA. We we've got sort I of think like the modern section from, is solid. yeah from three onwards. I mean, even two, which is kind of a bit naff narratively. It's set like in the future a little bit, and it's it, sort of. It's also very pretty for the game. It, of its absolutely, time. it absolutely is, yeah. and I have loads of memories of, of smashing through both one and two, and even London, which is a really short experience actually. Um, mm -hmm. But you could buy London as a, London was its own standalone thing. It wasn't even DLC to the first game. It was its own game that kind of came out. But I think all of yeah. those, those three games before you get to. Um, GTA 3 uh, are solid games, definitely. Yeah, because, I mean, I if we were going to run out of time and my topic, I was thinking, what's the topic I can talk about? I was like, GTA 6, discuss. But <laughs> I think, like, um, yeah, like, even the stories in those games, apart from, I mean, I'm sure somebody could enjoy the story in 5, <laughs> but I, th I think they're, they're solid. Like They may not hold up as well today, mm -hmm. but I think, mm -hmm. I think they're good. Yeah. I mean, I think the problem with 5 is that it, it's, it wants to be a heist movie yeah. for smart, small parts of Act 3, but then has to deal with Act 1, 2, and all the other parts to stitch yeah. it together, yeah. and it doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, but, like, it does... Yeah, and it, it's a little, like... Pardon the use of the term schizophrenic in that sense. Let's actually no. I'll take that back because I don't need to use a nameless term. Um, it's disjointed yes. as fuck. Um, but 
it's okay because a lot of time, I mean, it took me a long time to finish four. Four was um, great because people, people rag on yeah, four so much. It, yeah, I love and four, it's yeah. because it's because of the incessant phone calls, but also like, <laughs> hey, uh, Nick, the, oh, come and bowl yeah, with me. But like, I think, <laughs> fuck off, I think, Roman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's like so much of the mini game stuff is required, and people didn't like that because they just wanted to get access to new guns and new areas of the yes. city or whatever. But then you look at five, and you realize how much because they definitely swung the pendulum based on critique, mm. right? Five starts you out pretty much right away, doing things, getting things, and then all of the ancillary stuff is basically optional, mm-hmm. so you don't really do it. Yeah, there's like so many parts of that city that like some poor bastard worked for eight months overtime, uh, and like no one really sees it yeah. because there's no reason to go in there. And then, like, and while even the the spots in four, which were not like get a phone call go here i ended up exploring the city a lot mm. more because the game forced me to pay attention to the corners yes. and then the corners it didn't force me to go to i was kind of curious about yeah. well except for finding the, the seeing what happens when you drive an atv up the ridge line and not fall or fall a million times to see if it's worth it to drive off the top spoiler alert it's not <laughs> um you know, except for weird, like, quests you give yourself when you notice a thing and a thing. GTA 5 just doesn't really no, get I, there. I, I what, think... I, what I'd say about GTA 5 is, is that all the prior games had character. GTA 5 doesn't have Has any four, character. Has four. Three characters. But it... Three characters. <laughs> it doesn't have... You can tell that they were really impactful because I thought there were four <laughs> for a second. I... <laughs> that was... There's three. Yeah. Michael, Franklin, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Yeah, he just didn't yeah. have character. Mm-hmm. I, I think there was like, okay, we want to make the biggest world that we have, but it's like, just every single other game in that series, like whether you like the tone or not, they all had character. GTA Five felt like a bit of a damp squib. It's like we have this mm. world, but we haven't populated it with anything memorable or fun (laughs) it's one of those when you were saying about five and not being forced to go to all of these kind of places and explore the map i think that's something that san andreas actually did really really well in that it, it didn't force you to go to places but suddenly when you get the gangs kind of section of it and you've got to go and help out people and keep and win territory and stuff suddenly you've had to go everywhere and then you think, well, mm. while I'm here, let's see what's about. And it kind of gave you a reason to go to places, maybe yeah. a little bit limiting, in that it's like, oh shit, it's now a tower defense game, and I've, I've just got to go over here and mm. help mm. people out. But so it did much. push yeah. you to kind of go to places. I still yeah. think Vice City and San Andreas are the best two. Out of all it's because they're all yeah. It's because they're all like based on like films. <laughs> it's like of course if yeah, you have I mean, like they're, they're homages and, and Scarface and you know uh, what's what's the gosh what's it called Cuba Gooding Junior Ice Cube Boys in the Hood. Why am I blanking on the yes Boys yes in the hood, yeah. <laughs> so you you like to riff on those films it's like okay maybe this is why they have character but i don't yes. think gta 5 had any of that like it was just nothing it tried to riff on like the soprano stuff but it's like 
kind of did this in free, but uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like good <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. Sopranos. Very much, thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is they were riffing on decades of film and they ran out of decades of film, <laughs> yeah. which is why I think it's it's so disjointed because they're like oh, heist films were really big, probably the beginning of the development mm. cycle is right, uh, along with like the first set piece that's the beginning of the film very much feels kind of Tarantino esque, but what, like not like more like the like uh, Suicide Kings and all those bad like ape people trying to ape Tarantino. Those like, like just those those movies that tried to do the split timeline stuff and multiple points of view, but didn't really mm-hmm. like have a good enough dialogue, etc. That's true. That's a good but by the end of the development cycle, we're in the Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen. It's already over the hill. Yet we're forcing this type of. It's a grand now. It's not really split timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you start with almost the nonlinear, like like the vibe of nonlinear storytelling, and then you go to just ensemble mm-hmm. storytelling for yes. a big set piece that links together and i can see how you think well the story lines link together in the non-linear one and make sense and the storylines link together in the ensemble th- things to make sense so we can mash these up but they're very different genres they don't play well not together yeah. and it just becomes like this bland mess with mm-hmm. no depth yeah. fully agree that's a yeah. great analogy yeah completely um so, what do y'all want from GTA 6? <laughs> I, I like let's, how Lucy's... Can, let's Lucy's jump into Lucy's topic. Change let's the topic. Into Lucy's yeah. topic. After we've opened up some more beers, I think. I think it's time oh, to man. open up another beer. Already? Uh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, Lucy. That I told you I would nurse this one. Sorrel beer must have got to my head. That, that was quick. That, that 3.5% straight in there. Just, just <laughs> nailed you completely. Do, do you have another beer this evening, Lucy? Are you drinking uh, sorrel no. beer? That's all I had. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Adol, you, you, you need some time to, to finish up your beer. I'll like, why don't I open mine first mm. and just let you sort of nurse that one for a little bit. Um, I am going to drink as so much water on my desk from all of the condensation coming off of it. The Pomona Island First Big Weekend Double IPA. It is 8.2% and it says it was a beautiful day and later that evening Gas introduced me to the power of double dry hopped dippers with cryo or cryo citra, talus, mosaic and motueka at pounds a litre, pound sign, pound sign, pound sign, pound signs a litre, 8.2%, what does it tell me, it's got some allergens on, most of the malts are allergens it doesn't tell me anything else nope i don't get anything I, I, so i would assume that the hops in this are cryo citra talus mosaic and motor mm-hmm. but we'll see we have now. can't fit much more in that that's a, that's a lot of hops yeah in a lovely lovely pink and yellow can it mm-hmm. stood out from all of the other ones on the uh, on the shelf so i like the very very like pale muted colors mm-hmm. absolutely Lime. Yeah, and I haven't had a, I haven't had a Pomona Island for ages. Uh, oh, another brewery I haven't had for ages is a left-handed giant. Adam, what, what what have you got there? Mm. How did you know this was a left-handed giant? <laughs> the label isn't visual. <laughs> Very distinct art style yeah. in their tins. Um, it's a left-handed giant. It's very strange because it's. A still water artisanal. Mm-hmm. Upside down. Upside down. I almost flipped the can. 
that would have been dumb. <laughs> just, you know, like in a bef- performative, yes. oh, it's upside down, I'll just read it this way, and then immediately spill this <laughs> dot matrix. Uh, so the Stillwater Artisanal series, it's a dot matrix. It's a black cherry and chocolate stout. 7% um, ABV. So it's brewed with, obviously, Stillwater Artisanal. Uh, it has um, cacao nibs, black cherry, vanilla, chocolate extract, and lactose as the other ingredients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't tell me anything else, but that's okay. It, it's a black cherry and chocolate stout. I'm excited. It, 7% also excited. Nice. Good. So we come back then very swiftly to Pomona Island. Mmm, um, that looks tasty. It's a, yeah, it's a lovely colour. A lot more orange than the than the mm-hmm. day. A little bit of a bigger head on there, uh, but nose-wise, it's quite piney, which which bodes yeah. very very well. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's, that's a good sign. That's kind of all I'm getting off of the um, off of the glass. I didn't get much when I cracked the can, but a little piney nose. Mm. Oh fuck me! Mm. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That's lovely. Those are Ooh. some sounds. That's lovely. Um, so uh, I, I don't know how influenced is my brain after the conversations that we have had on the previous bits. There's this lovely floral hint to this bit, mm-hmm. and it's almost got this big strawberry flavour to it but not super sweet like a little bit muted so it's nice strawberry it's not too kind of mouth puckering or anything like that but it's lovely and sweet with just this nice back kind of floral note mmm oh that's lovely it's so easy so easy for like you think strawberry and this big kind of perfumey floral kind of flavor to it you think it would be a bit like but it's not at all it's so smooth really easy there's not much of a a a piney kind of finish on that but it does just kind of creep in at the back that the that those flavors kind of fade and just leave you with just a, a tiny tiny hint of a piney sort of finish but not big at all I mean it's crazy easy that's nuts Mm. (laughs) Um, I mean if someone passed this to me and I sipped it blind I I mean I know it was a beer but I wouldn't put it as a Mm. dipper I'd say it was like you know like a strawberry Ice cream pail or something like that. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. doesn't quite have the sort of the vanilla and creaminess that you kind of expect from an ice cream, but it has those mm-hmm. nice light strawberry flavors. It's got that little bit of a hit to it, just very slightly in that sort of pineness. But there's a lovely floral note in there as well, which isn't like it's nice and floral. It's not like potpourri sort of in your face. Uh, really strong. It's just very, very light. Uh, I think Adol, you mentioned lavender as well on the on your previous beer, 
And I, 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 I said lilac. lilac. Okay. But... So this one, this is giving me a little bit of sort of lavender in there as well. Mm. Again, like super, super easy. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I don't. Uh, Talus, I'm not as familiar with. No. As a hop. Um, but Citra Mosaic and Motueka together seems like a pretty solid combination. But maybe it's just it. that talus kind of mm. giving that extra little bit of sort of sweet fruit and kind of just just combining with that mosaic for that little bit of sort of floral, piney kind of hit. So, yeah, really, really easy. This is lovely. Nice. Oh, my God. Why don't I buy Pomona hops. Island every All single fucking hops. day? <laughs> if only. That's fair. If only. <laughs> Just one beer a day, and every day it's either Pomona or Whiplash. Done. Forever. I mean, you'd be sorted. I know. Don't you'd know. live forever. There's no point in breweries in Bristol. I'll just go with these ones. This <laughs> one. um, talking of Bristol breweries, Adol will come back to the left-handed giant. So it's it's mm. dark. Mm. It's almost black. I think just with the light on uh, you can probably see just a slight hint of the fact that it's not a black. So it, 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 uh, it was. It is a stout, isn't it? But did they did they give it? Yeah. Because you said about seven percent. Mm-hmm. It's not. They haven't said it's a double stout or an imperial stout. No, or it's anything not like, like an that. imperial or anything. It's, no, it's just a black cherry and mm-hmm. chocolate stout at seven percent. That seems about right. It poured almost exactly like this, with just a thin layer of head that just hasn't left. On the nose, you're getting. Um, a lovely chocolate. Oh, sorry, just took me by surprise. At first, I'm like, oh, yeah, chocolate. Then I just, there's some depth there. I think it's the more vanilla coming off of it. I think they mentioned they had chocolate extract and mm. vanilla in it. Yeah, and I think that's what's doing it. Probably the lactose sweetness as well. Just giving it a much more rounded, chocolatey nose. Uh, I'm a. My brain is like, and there's cherry, cherry chocolate, right? But I think that's just because I've read the tin. I'm not really getting a strong note that I can pick out that can't be washed away with, like, placebo effect of, mm. of the tin. Mm-hmm. Um, tin-sebo effect. Um, hmm. <laughs> It was going to take me a while to unpack. First sip is on point. Not really surprising, given left-handed giant is left-handed mm, giant. Mm-hmm. But mm. So the the maltiness of the, the stout is just burnt enough to round out the chocolate. So it's, it's, it's very... It's malt, the malt, it's mostly not quite burnt malt. Just enough to give it an acridity that really works well with... So, like, the sweetness of the lactose, the sweetness of the chocolate and vanilla uh, getting offset by this more slightly more acridity in the in the, um, in the the malts, making it feel like a... Not a milk chocolate, but a, like a higher cacao. I think there's cacao nibs in it, too. I can't remember. I'm not going to look at the tin. Don't want more tin sebo effect. Mm. But it just is coming more... Um, more off, it's coming off more like... Um, like a, a richer chocolate right. because of, because of that, that it's clearly the roasted notes that are doing that mm-hmm. but it's really well melded um, tastes a little more alcoholy I think just there's a peaky point 
to the stout that's being supported by the lactose, supported by the vanilla and chocolate. And so it feels like it's boozier because it's like, oh, yes, the sweetness of booze, but it's actually only 7%. So your question about it being like maybe an imperial is actually on point because it there's a taste, there's a note in the taste that makes it feel like that, but it's still quite thin sure. in body. Okay. It's not quite as velvety as like an imperial. It just doesn't have not enough alcohol to be to bind to your to your mouth with for that mouthfeel. But that does make it sort of punch above its weight. It feels doesn't taste boozy, but it does taste stronger because of that sweetness sort of doing a good job with the rest. Mm. And also, yeah. So I would say what I like about it is it doesn't taste like those cheap chocolate-covered cherries or, or like, a quality street... There isn't even a quality street cherry one. But you know what I mean? Like, those thing. You know, you get a box of bonbons-style chocolates, and there's the one that's like, ah, yes, cherries! Yeah, the abomination chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste like that. They're, the cherry's quite reserved, and I really Good. like that. Yeah. Do not mix fruit and chocolate. It's a sin. So if I take a... Mm, if I take a small sip, I can just taste on the tip of my tongue along with the sweetness that cherry. Sort of a black cherry type taste. But it's just... Most of this is is that sort of slightly roasted um, chocolate, vanilla, melange I was, I was describing earlier. Um, and the cherries are sort of sitting mm. kind of off to the side. Or actually off, coming off to the front. And it's giving it the sweetness just enough tart around the edges to, to again make it feel fuller actually quite remarkably similar to what I was saying about I called it the sort of the tangerine sweetness without the citrus that that note working on that pale ale before being just rounding the flavor out by giving it just a little bit of sweetness but not making it sweet I just sort of um, working really well with the, the acidity and the sweetness balanced out this is doing the same type of thing there's this um the cherry is giving a tartness that's helping round out the... Uh, sorry, it's giving a tartness, but because of the chocolate and vanilla and lactose, it tastes more like cherry than, like, fake cherry because there is that tartness. It's just making you feel just like, yeah, this is a, this, there's a cherry thing, but what I really like is all that is working together, but it's not the primary taste, so this is like a secondary, almost tertiary taste that you don't really notice the cherry in it. Um... Until kind of you've talked this long and like it's one of the few remaining lingering tastes on the finish, but it's there and it's so well rounded because of this. Um, really interesting. You don't often well, I mean, I was just say you don't often see such nuance in, in sort of a back taste, but also I think that's just one of the things I, I learned from our chat with Fault City mm. Brewing. Because uh, Andy, aka Sour Andy, um, talked about how why their 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 sours taste so much like the sure. thing is because there is a sweetness. Uh, the, the, the sours add the tartness because normally the fruit flavors come off as sweet and fruit flavor, and they come off as fake. And it's because all fruits have acid in them, and the sour having a natural acidity rounds that out and makes it feel more. Like a fruit flavor, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that—that's. I mean, that's where I learned that piece of knowledge, and I'm, I think that's exactly what's going on here. Is 
that the tartness of the, the natural tartness of the cherry is helping round out the lactose and the other sweetness so that even though it's a light note that's kind of you know i guess if you're looking for a black cherry chocolate stout you might be a little disappointed it's not more cherry mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. but it's such a well-rounded cherry that like it's it's really good i mean it's no it's not in the same league as like that watermelon sour from fault city that was like oh this tastes like watermelon in somehow without tasting just like water how are you, what well, how are you magicians um but it is doing the same thing um in the sense of the tartness and the sweetness and giving it that fuller cherry flavor and i like the fact that that's happening while being reserved while being more of a chocolatey um more of a seven percent slightly sweet stout and then it's like some with some strong chocolate notes and a cherry hanging back but that's that's a real cherry hanging back there really a really well-rounded excellent um excellent Good. Beer. Nice. Yeah. nice nice perfect i haven't had a lhg in ages that's been weeks mm. for me I mean, <laughs> three of them i think it's been months <laughs> next week we'll all just now smell hg the theme of the week um, nice. Like we'll enjoy these, and we will uh, we will move on, Lucy. So, mm. GTA Six. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, just because. Um, yeah, there was a report that it's set in Vice City, mm. and it's not out till twenty twenty four, which yeah. I thought was like quite early. <laughs> well, I did, didn't, oh, yeah. the report said something like they it's only going to be next gen rather than like GTA 5 which 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 came out on the last last generation PS3 uh and then they released yeah. the PS4 Xbox 1 versions and now it's coming yeah. also to this generation of consoles too which is uh, madness so, yeah. what a what a yeah. phenomenally successful venture for these nuts, capitalists right? <laughs> um so yeah yeah i think it's going to only be next gen and, and one of the things about it coming out later is obviously they can take their like, a point one that they made i believe we can take our time with this we don't need to crunch blah 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 you know oh th- we're, we're actually thinking about the criticism that we've kind of had come back but also, actually, point number two, we're only thinking about money because we want as many people to have the next generation consoles as possible. So we're going to wait as long as possible to release it so more people buy it. I think I think this generation will have a long tail anyway just mm. because, uh, you know, yeah. the shortage is now. Absolutely. So less cynical take, I think. Yeah, hopefully they are responding to, you know, people crunch. Like, they are pretty much a one-game conglomerate now aren't they pretty much where it's like all their studios just work on the one game so yeah um, I hope they can take their time I I imagine um, that this game will not be I don't think it will be marketed towards uh, me just just, just from the pure structure I imagine it's going to be like a more online focused game it's not going to be like it has a we're doing a story and then we're launching the online afterwards i i'd imagine they're gearing up for a online living world mm. so and but you can still um, so something do you, do you think it's kind of like this hybrid that actually is this online living world but there is a campaign within it that can still be played single player wise i don't even know at this point 
Mm. I don't even know if they have you think, to do well, that. They, I, something in one of the reports or in, in some of the uh, chatter and kind of leaks was suggesting because there was a there was a leak saying that there's going to be a female protagonist, which would be the first kind yeah. of written female protagonist, not just Avatar in their online kind of games, but a written female protagonist. And there was this idea that it was again like five multi-protagonist and one of them was going to be female i think that was one of i mean that does sound like the cynical way that the company I mean, it, would do and that, that was one of the kind of the leaked notes i think that was that was coming out about six so it does sound like they are putting in something that is single player or story based ish well, yeah it seems like uh, a company that large and that has always had you know male characters not that that's a negative thing those games have always been about masculinity um to have that backed up with a substantial uh online world because you know there is the reticence to put female characters you know front and center not because that would suggest like monetarily it's not like they they still think oh Boys will only play as boys, and boys only want stories made for boys by boys. And also, all our customers are only boys, which is not factually yeah. incorrect. Yeah. There's still that old thinking, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it's if 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 you've got women on that writing team, um, when I think of like, I think Red Dead is such like an is it it's a bit weird Red Dead Two because it's like their best written game like ever and. It's it was written by the same people who like wrote GTA Five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just don't I don't get that. I don't understand how you can have GTA. Well, I think and then Red I think Dead because it's just because they're, they're very different games, right? I I, they I are, remember but... I remember one of them one of the houses. I think one of the so houses is actually one, Dan. Is it Dan that's actually left I now to set up his own yeah. game studio? Didn't they both leave? Maybe oh. they both left now. Yeah, but. I remember they one of them came out and said we're not in the process of writing 6 at the moment because GTA has always been this satire piece based upon you know stuff and 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 kind of like 3 and 4 and 5 and maybe the first game are based on uh, and and San and maybe not so much San Andreas but are based on like the here and now right um, San Andreas, Vice City, uh, are kind of uh, are a bit of a look back, and as we talked about, sort of with those with those filmic kind of elements to them, as well. But mm. some of those games are kind of a reaction to the politics and the world and the culture that's kind of going on now, and you see a lot of that within the kind of the cutscenes and the characters that they try and portray and things. And one of them absolutely said, "America is a joke right now. We don't yeah. need to make Satire GTA Six because mm-hmm. there's no place for it. Mm. So it's interesting to see that they are making GTA 6 now. Um, but that, That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's like such a hard thing to put a story to, mm. you know? Absolutely. Mm. So it's, it, it, it's interesting that they're making it, but again, how they've kind of responded to sort of the criticism, but that it's such a different game from Red Dead. Red Dead is, mm-hmm. is, more, Red Dead is more in the vein of Vice City or San Andreas. It's a look back at those sort of time periods. It's a pastiche. It pastiche. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it isn't just all satire, like the characters have like pathos to them, well, and it's like completely. And you think how yeah. much we, uh, uh, you know, Lucy, you and I, how much we felt for Arthur, and how that mm-hmm. game actually kind of hit us emotionally, playing through it. Um, and it, I, I, I still think it's absolutely criminal that they haven't done like a Sadie DLC or something yeah. telling us about what she's up to kind of like afterwards and, you know the, jumping into John because he's the familiar kind of character from um, from Red Dead Redemption and I, it kind of again shows that the right you know the writing team went with what they're familiar with rather than something else but I think Red Dead 2 is just it's just something else it is this yeah, kind it of, feels like an outlier. Absolutely, mm. it's, it's this. It, it, Even though the not, first Red Dead was very well written, it, it well. was well written. It was well written, mm. but again, there were sort of like comedic moments to it. Um, what's his face? The the, the, the Dutch kind of like mm-hmm. uh, is this? You know, by the time you actually find a Dutch at Red Dead Redemption, he's like living in a cave on a cliffside. He's in his <laughs> britches and some suspenders. And it and it is more of a kind of like a comedic, you know, look at this old washed out kind of cowboy, you know, hustler kind of character. And there are those comedic elements to it, sort of still. But Red Dead Two just kind of stripped all of that back, and went in a very mm. very different direction. So I'm like really interested in where Six goes, because they yeah, said it's fascinating. Because they said that the world doesn't need this satirical take for this video game right now mm. and yes that was kind of two or three years ago fine and, and the world is sort of moving in a slightly different or at least the United States is moving in a slightly different direction but you then have Red Dead which they can kind of look to and build on so 6 is this just enigma it's me. an enigma, yeah, yeah, at this point. Mm. Uh, my, my cynical brain is saying, oh, it's very convenient that when... I mean, Trump was a very special president, but it's... It's, it's telling that these... GTA V has some li- libertarian vibes mm-hmm. from at least two of yes. the main characters, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of telling... That they're like, ah, oh, we have a story to tell now that uh, the Democrats are in charge and there's a bunch of spending on people and social programs. I hope that's not the case, but, like, again, a large part of this, I think, is not actually the Republican-Democrat flip so much as the act cartoonish, somehow human to actual president trying to get things done. And not when not succeeding very much because of the structure of American politics. We don't need to get in there. Mm. But, like, there's an actual adult in the room running the show. And the more information we get out of people, the more we realize that, like, how much people just put up with exactly what you would have thought Trump would do, but you assumed he couldn't have gotten away with it for four years, mm. but he did. <laughs> um, and that's that's the... Like, there's no space for satire, but, like, uh, so... Cynical me is like, oh, yes, it's cool because we can just make fun of the government spending it and things trying to get on track. But regular me thinks that's also kind of the case just because the world is less cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, uh, we and still have QAnon, further... but 
removed from that hopefully in three years time so yeah exactly so like we still have, we'll still have q on and we have like mtg i can't remember what her taylor green marjorie taylor, marjorie green. taylor yeah, green is that her name yeah like you still have people like that and they still like use up news cycles but it's very different amount absolutely the proportion of the news cycle used up by the nonsense is not there and so maybe you can sit now there's like i think like you said lucy in a few years there'll be space to satirize this problematic thing over the over the other side because there's space kind of in between there's breathing room yeah um so that's why i think maybe maybe it's not as crazy to think that if if the goal of a gta game is to satirize the now hmm. that they're but again this brings me to my previous point to talk about gta 5 and it it, it just you know it, it tried to jump on two different filmic mm. bandwagons and by the time it was out the time was gone and it, like i think it'll be very hard given that we're in this liminal space between the world is so cartoonish and ridiculous there's no room for satire because the newspaper is essentially satirizing itself <laughs> Um, to whatever the new normal is, you can't... So they won't know what the degrees of difference are by the time the game yeah, comes out. True. And we don't I actually know if the new normal is... I think that's why they've gone back to Vice City, though. Because, like... Yeah. But as you I said, would really like to see a, a, a not-current Vice City again, to be honest. Ooh, just a 90s-filled... I... 90s cocaine-filled... Oh, Florida. are you saying that they're going... Is, was that no, the story? No, it, they're in Vice City. No, but it is. No, I'm saying it is modern. Oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm saying I would like. Oh. Yeah, I'm saying I would like to see. Yeah, like you said, Ben. Not not necessarily all the way back to when Vice City, GTA Vice City, took place. But go to Vice City at a time that we are far enough removed that you can do the filmic homages and some satire, and it can have links to satirizing today. But you aren't stuck with being so close to today and us being in this really weird space with the transition from the cartoonishness with two years of pandemic etc mm. etc et like this is going to be a really tough sell comedically that's why i see them not even leaning into that that's why i see them just having like yeah. this open fortnite hub world just or G- something yeah, just like gta online the yeah, game, the game. it seems like such a tall order to like as you say like I didn't know it was, like, present time. I thought they might have been going back to the 80s or something like that. I mean... What is... I mean, Florida just seems like an, its own separate joke. Um, <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why they're saying it there. ...in the rest of the US. Yeah, um, it seems like Looney Tunes Town. <laughs> it seems like in Roger Rabbit, when you go into Toontown, that, that's just Florida. It just seems like a mess Remember, there. was it... So was just, it... Yeah. Was it San Andreas... Where you had the um, mission to burn all the weed fields, mm-hmm. and he got high in in the hills, <laughs> in the Californian hills. Mm-hmm. Like you just imagine, like it, it, now it's like got no money. I just go and juice some oranges and pick some oranges. That's 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 that, that's the satire. It's you that's, just doing yeah. regular jobs because no other fucker wants to do them. Um, but it's. It, it's one of these things as well. I'm voting like, for the wrong person every time. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling on all of these films <laughs> that they have done previously and all of this kind of like media that they have to build up on this. What do we have now for them to pull from? There's been this very kind oh my of God. like barren 
element for like modern real yeah. world set films it's all superheroes it's, film, it's all it? kind of uh it's be avatar 2 <laughs> yeah so i i think you've hit the nail on the head like if they they their best games are ones that borrow heavily from filmic i mean i just critiqued five for trying to do it in a bad way but like the biggest wave outside of superhero films which they can't do because saints row which was the yes. series i was gonna say mm. as, is one we should all go back to but I was thinking put a pause well. on that yeah. um they need to do medieval gta <laughs> and and satirize the witcher and game of yes. thrones and <laughs> what is that time travel I mean, romance Monty Python's one already done it right it's out outlast yeah yeah but that's Highlander. fine like it's fine it's either that will go Outlander. cyberpunk uh, just, oh god yeah, just make a broken mess of a game <laughs> and it'll still sell like 10 billion copies I mean it's Rockstar it doesn't matter oh fuck if Rockstar <laughs> just rebadged the patched version of Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and called it GTA 2077 fuckers would still buy it yeah. and complain but still buy it <laughs> yeah um but I have no well so long as you could get in with. yeah yeah I mean you can get in other people's cars can't you I played the game for Cyberpunk. 50 or 40 hours. Yeah. If they if they like actually yeah, you can. render in the world, <laughs> I'm sure you could. They're not up here. They have to jump to get yeah. in the car. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that on the PC it just didn't suck <laughs> like it did on consoles. <laughs> I feel like I missed out. So when, when like people talk about Cyberpunk, they played a different mm. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played something that was... Except for a couple really annoying kind of quest-breaking bugs and stuff, and the odd getting jammed up in in the geometry, which was actually pretty rare, I just played a meh game set in a really cool city. I know! And then then I looked at all the other people, like, oh, fuck this game! People teleport around you, and they jump around! I'm like, what a great game! You shouldn't play... Be happy with what you've got! This game sucks! It's boring! You got teleporting people! <laughs> it is true though. You'd rather play like days... an awfully bad, broken game than something that's just middle of the road. Meh. Yeah, yeah, I think the best version of Cyberpunk 2077 is the day one PS4, <laughs> and I've never played just it. I don't no even know if it starts, move. but I just, stand just by float. it. Just T pose floating <laughs> characters the entire time. Oh, I did get a T pose. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think in all um, the games yeah, I've ever played, I've never had a T pose. What? It seems like you PC. need to play more janky. But you play? Oh, you don't play? Yeah. Yeah, you need to play more on the PC, and you need to play more like I really wish I was making a AAA game indie developer <laughs> games because you you play all the indie developers who are like get, indie games that are like I I can't make that yeah, game. No, I'll make no this game. Space. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never you need seen to play more jank pose. shit. Yeah, never. I have people like like oh, clipping gonna... and like standing on a table, like in yeah. a cutscene or something. Just a gun <laughs> sticking through but a never wall. Never a T pose because they've they've got yeah, lost but... in the geometry. Uh, I've never had the famed T pose. How many Unity games do you play? I don't know. I'd have to with check people up. in. <laughs> I don't play I, games. I, think, with I, think... I play games with like shapes. Yeah. Shapes and numbers. Uh, Furries. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> some different game. 
an anime girl. I played a game of shapes today too, but I don't want to segue into it if we're still talking about what we want from GTA. I don't know what I want. So I'll butcher no, the segue. Just go for it, yeah. yeah. Uh, you played a game of furries. I played a game with shapes. Uh, okay, <laughs> same thing. Um, I played a game on the Switch called Ooh. Why Am I Blanking on this game? Was induction. Yes, induction. Yeah. Induction game. Mm. Did um, it break your brain like it did mine several years ago? It's so. Induction is an abstract puzzle game about time travel and paradoxes. As you master its logic, induction will rewire how you think about cause and effect. I got I, an hour and a half into it. I got stuck on the last couple levels mm-hmm. I was on. Um, it And I did say it was wrinkling my brain. Uh, and then I was like, actually, it was like an hour and 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, I'm actually, like, I could feel that, that there's a drain to streaming that always happens. Mm-hmm. But, like, that game drained my brain as well. And so it was like social me. Like, I realized that, like, those two levels, I was just like... Uh, but and even when I figured it out, I was not like explaining it mm. to the camera, like I normally do in puzzle games. Like I'm gonna peace out because this is no longer like good content. Uh, but I really liked it. So basically, the premise is you are a cube, and there will be you are a red cube, and there will be a rotating white cube somewhere in the level that you have to get to, and you just like loll up around, like you you use the left thing and you stick and you roll around the level. Um, it's very simple looking levels. It's it's every you know, uh, it's it's actually a grid based game. So one tap on the L stick will move you one square. This is important for timing and calculation purposes. Uh, uh, and you basically so there's things like push a barrel into. There'll be like a little white outline of a barrel, and there'll be a barrel, and you push the, a barrel into the that white outline of a barrel, and then a gap between two platforms will fill in. And you know it'll probably be at that space. Because so basically, it's like usually the goal is going to be, you know, obviously locked away either by empty space such that you can't go because there's no bridge, or like height or something else, right? Um, and so basically, you roll around and you can push ob- objects can make bridges out of nowhere. You kind of know where they are because the structure of the levels will like taper by say it's a platform, then a break, and then another platform. If there's a bridge, it's gonna probably have the last row of the plat the plat fir- first platform will sort of have two, the, the two corners missing, so it looks like the beginning of a bridge. Rather, like you can see that this is a shape that will could continue on, and then on the other side it'll be the same width, and then the rest of the platform will be one brick longer, uh, wider on each side, so it looks like a bridge, slightly narrower. Than the rest. I don't know if I'm making sense. Basically, there's visual cues that kind of easily show you that, like, there's probably a bridge here. Uh-huh. And then you see things like outlined cubes me- means a, uh, a cube will have to go in there. And so, so what I loved about this is there's a running joke, um, especially when you play along a lot with, with indie games, but like every video game, it has um, crates and barrels. Especially in the indie scene. And it doesn't make sense. Like, so many barrels and crates don't make sense when you think about why would there be a crate here in this middle of this scientist's house next to the observatory in this horror game? Video games got crates. Shut up. <laughs> um, and I, did, I realized halfway through the stream that, like, you're pushing 
a crate around, and you have to nudge barrels into spaces, and those are the interactive things. It's literally just crates and barrels, and I thought it's just so wonderful. But the main mechanic is you can move around, and then you hit A, and you will spawn a phantom cube, which will then go through all of the movements you did up until that point. So you make a ghost. Yes. But the go- but when you do that, all the bridges that you activated and all the barrels you've moved um, reappear. And some of the bridges for like disappear as you walk over them. So if you hit A, they'll reappear. Um, and the puzzles are entirely about the loop. Yeah. Um, and it gets real interesting. So like a casual loop will be like, oh, uh, like one one of the puzzles was like a straight platform then a a drop um and then uh an outline of a barrel and then a straight platform then a drop and then a couple squares on after the drop an outline of a barrel and you've got a barrel in front of you if you just push the barrel forward it's going to hit the drop and fall and then you can drop down but there's no way you can get behind it to push it into the the spot it needs to to make the to make the bridge after the second drop so what you do is you run, you, you go around the barrel, drop, wait a bit, then go down to the other drop, drop, wait a bit, and then push forward, and then get out of the way, and then you hit A, and it spawns the barrel back in its place, and the square... And this time, your your path will push, your pathing cube will push the barrel, and you have to basically rush back to where the to the spot in line with where the barrel will fall, and you will be the so, extra yeah, your, bit. Your, your physical that, cube will be the extra one for it to then move on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then now it's going to push it over you and down, and now you can push the barrel back into formation and you so your path then loops around yourself so that you can then do the same trick and then your ghost will push the barrel back over you have to be in place during the loop to be stepped on so the barrel will fall in front of you so you can push it forward mm. into the outline and then you can go around it and, and go on the bridge like it's this it's basically you are making the gapped space with mm. your head but you have to think of how to solve the puzzle and then you have to go through the motions and then you have to think about how where you all need to be and then you have to precision time sometimes your actions during the the phantom is going to do exactly what you did to the second and so you have to plan around where you're going to be and that can get really Mm -hmm. tricky and then I think my big my one big complaint about the game was it sort of told you X rewinds the whole thing, and it says L when you fuck up on the first couple levels. And you hit it, and it kind of bounces back a bit. But it never really tells you that R goes forward. And so, like, for for the first ten levels, I'm like, I have to be to get around this way. I don't quite know how long it'll take, and if I miss, because I'm notoriously bad at these, it's like an, an isometric camera angle, and I can't see the depth quite well, really, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. So I often miss so i'm giving myself long pauses in my original path so that i can make sure i get in the right position 
And then I get to the position fine. I'm like, ah, I waited too long. I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just watch. And then like 12 episodes, 10, 12 uh, episodes, um, levels in, I hit R and R is fast forward. And I was like, oh, but more than that. Yeah. And but also you look in the controls and the controls literally just say like, like left stick moves. It doesn't say, it doesn't even say Y exits oh. a level, X spawns your dude. Like, in the menu, looking under controls, it has none of the actual, like, functional controls to stay in the level. But once I figured out, and then it took me a few levels to figure out that actually I don't need to pause and wait, because R is just literally moves the game forward in time, so I can get to position, hammer on R then move around and functionally in the game I haven't yeah. wasted the time in my gameplay and then if I've hit it too many times I just hit it that many times when I'm in the loop if that makes sense like once I've spawned the thing and it's doing its thing it's going to wait 20 seconds because I hit R too many times oh well I can just hit R Yes. and again because it didn't really cover this in any sort of tutorial if I go too far I can immediately hit L and go back a few seconds so I can really Fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind within the loops. And and instead of like, oh, I screwed up, reset the loop, which is what I was doing earlier. And that was kind of disappointing because it, it, it would be so easy to tell you. And like actually, once I figured out how to do the like last level, couple levels when I was struggling, I realized that I didn't have to reset the level. I could rewind. For most of the time, I could kind of rewind to a point and it was worth rewinding to that point versus I guess I have to do the whole thing. Um and not, one of the things that was nice, quality of life-wise, is oh. hidden in the menus is a add a grid. Oh. Because, again, it's, it's just, like, single, like, mm. plain colors and, like, really simple. really like the, like, m- color-blocked mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. But these later levels are, like, kind of precision movements. Like, at one point, you have to... Basically, you trick... Uh, it, it's going to be really hard to describe. But, basically, you do a loop on the available squares you have. But what you do is you put... You make it so that your phantom block will step onto a barrel, and then you move the barrel while it's waiting, and then it hops onto... So you did your loop sort of on the bottom half of the screen, and the top and the right side has, like, a whole path you can be on. and then But there's a big gap to the left side, on, uh, on the left side to the top half. And so you can get your brick to the right that your ghost to the right side by doing a whole bunch of movements getting into position getting a barrel into its way so instead of falling down it it falls onto the barrel and then you just you had waited so you move it all the way up past the gap and then you yourself in your loop went back on the bottom left but you've put the ghost on the top left and now it's moving another barrel to do another thing and like so you so it looks like you're a raving mad person and then you start it and then your ghost comes along and you move it and it does all these things and then it turns out you have to this was the one that really stymied me because after doing what i'm I'm assuming sounds really complicated that i thought because so so the end of the levels end when your block gets into this white outline white square that's the goal right so i'm like oh i'll i figured this out cool i will put the ghost into there and that's when i found out the ghost doesn't count so then there was an entirely second part of the loop which was getting the thing back onto the 
barrel, because it turns out it gets on that platform to link another part of the thing up, which lets you get up back on top of the first platform on the bottom left, such that you can then basically get the get yourself on top. You have to push the barrel back while it's making the new bridge or whatever, and then you swing back and you get on the barrel and you trick it. Uh-huh. You trick your ghost yeah. to then push the barrel with you on it back Jeez. up the platform, and again. That entire that entire cycle has to happen before, like, before you have access to the extra parts. So it it was counting squares to be like, okay, I need to put this as close to the barrel as possible on my first run, so that I have the depth to make it move the entire gap of the gap between the left sides, so that when I'm on the barrel, it'll get me, so that I can just on the I got to one square on to the platform, and then I could run. To the thing looks really elegant when you like watch it do mm-hmm. the thing but it was such a pain to figure out and then to be let down and then to figure out okay well how do i do this extra yeah. bit oh okay i need and this this gap is like five squares long so i need to figure out how to how do i get how do i trick my ghost to push me the five squares um r- really gratifying and i'm sorry if this explanation is kind of real abstract there's no real way around that um definitely look up the game look up like a youtube video of some early level gameplay um it was super fun and hard this is the thing like it took me a while to think around and like um i liked some of the design of the earlier levels sorry let's finish that so that sucked and i stared at it for a bit and then i went in the menu to look for the controls to see if i missed a thing and that's when i found out that like even left and right Mm -hmm. weren't bad but once I figured out that they were literally just move the clock a couple a second, move a clock a couple seconds or whatever, fixing that really crazy convoluted loop didn't take yes. nearly as much effort as I thought once I understood yes. what I was doing because I was just fast forwarding and rewinding. Um, yeah. um, when I played this game back in 2016. Um, oh wow! Actually, yeah, uh, I, I a PC game, right? Mm-hmm. I remember 2017. Um, I. Or did you? I. Well, my first achievement unlock was twenty six May twenty sixteen. Um, oh. I. Maybe because. Oh, the Aston and Beta. Yeah, yeah. Steam Greenlight yeah. back then. I don't know. I I I. Whatever the fuck these I things. I think I, I I got a code from the developer at the time. Um, mm. maybe one guy. Oh, we're double dipping. Huh? <laughs> Said, oh, we're double yes. dipping five years um, later or whatever. Uh, met the met the de- sole developer Brian Gale at um, mm. EGX. Uh, super affable, but oh, very EGX. shy guy. But yeah, really nice. Um, got a code off him. Um, yeah, I remember playing this game, having that same revelation as you, Adil, and having that same, oh my god, this is hard as balls <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Uh, realization and obviously if I did play it previously there was no videos around then yeah um, of there's still no walkthroughs around now um, which I realized because I saw that like I went back to play it in 2017 and jumped <laughs> off again um, I saw on the steam discussions someone saying I've been stuck for two years <laughs> I'm just like ah, you poor thing so that's so I, I jumped off the train quite early because I was like my brain can I can't wrap my he- brain around that 
It's a sort of puzzle like there was this game called like a fold apart or something like that. I played like the first two levels and I was like, my brain just cannot comprehend <laughs> it. It's like I am not. My brain is not wired in this particular mm. way, and this is this game is definitely that. So. That was I mean, my so experience. The, yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. I liked. I love I, the concept. What I don't. Yeah. The concept's really cool. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is, and I think I said this on the stream, but like, I mean, that's why I ended the stream because, like, oh, I I can tell like I did that that level and I really like struggling against it, and then the next level I did and it was like. And I realized, oh, my brain is like this is just one of those games you have to put down. You're not gonna like you need just that just time to be fresh. Yeah, yeah. For, um, not only if you've banged your head against it, but like so. Usually, I say like, hey, if you get stuck on a puzzle, just walk away, come back because you won't have the preconceived notions. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of those games. But also, I think it just drains your like. It just is. It's hard. It drains brain power. So not only are you are you worried about like fresh eyes but actually fresh brain which most puzzle games aren't this draining i think it would those last two levels took a bit out of me (laughs) um but the other thing i would say which sucked is like uh there's a couple points where like so where i left it because your map basically your levels is like a little shape yeah it looks like a path and then like after five or six (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i i like there's like no signposting in this game, yeah. which is kind of disappointing. And, and he's updated it in the years since. I think he's updated it like three times this year. So yeah. those those things were like controlling the flow of time. Probably weren't in the More there. version that yeah, I played. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So. Just because like yeah. the prompts didn't really mm. match the aesthetic, mm. and there wasn't even a prompt for R. There was only a prompt for L. <laughs> but like. There's one point after five or six levels that you're like, oh, a new path, and you get on it, and then it's two two levels, and it dies, and you're like, oh, I thought it was going to extend. Okay, so then it, these were bonus levels? Mm. And then you go further, and then I got to a point where it's like, ah, another divergent path of two, and a huge swoop on the left, and then there was still, like, wants to be, like, 15 more levels to who knows whether that'll re-swoop mm-hmm. on my main path. I was like, I don't know why. Like, it, it seemed no rhyme or reason on why it would go either way. I mean, I like the puzzles, so I tried one on the little, like, the tiny offshoot. But it was just kind of, it was just, given how much my brain power was being used to try and, like, so, like, I stared at the puzzles being like, I don't, okay, I'm here. What mm. do I think? And then I would try a run just to see how far I could get. And then I would spawn my dude to see where I what where I was versus where it would be, yeah. etc. Like stuff like that. And then I would inevitably then I would actually start to try and make something happen. Um, I think this is but, like, this is a game who it, this is a game that is made by a genius and was uh, tested play tested by another genius. The early yeah. levels seem like late game end of game kind of difficulty. It seems like this game is like I'm. I'm oh. stupid. I I can't even conceive how one would make a puzzle game and make the puzzles yeah. interesting. How you so, can make this and see, you know, make it and then see the see the workings of how someone would get to the end and how yeah it, this is this actually doesn't just fall apart and it is it actually it works. It's yeah. like a. So, uh, I don't know. It, it, 
he must be he must be like Stephen Hawking's like <laughs> child or something. <laughs> Just like... um, so, so what I what I, um, I like about the level select screen, mm-hmm. just to go back a sec, is it you go to a level and it shows you your replay. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. So you can see your path through, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I did it this way, including the long pauses. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But but the the um oh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say another thing to your point, Lucy. Um, um, it's like a very confusing Rube Goldberg machine. That, um... machine. Yeah, oh, I've totally... <laughs> oh, yes. So the lack of signposting yeah. on even the level select and, like, the controls is... It, it sucks because so much of your brain is being used to solve mm. the puzzles and to, like, figure it out that, like, it'd be nice if there was quality of life stuff. Like, these are the things you can do. Versus, oh, like, so the last level I tried before, I was like... Uh, yeah, the last level I tried, uh, instead of, um, so normally you have the, the, the outline of the barrel. Instead, I had an outline of a floating hexagon. Oh. And on my platform was a barrel, and, mm. uh, and, and a one level extra of platform. But it looked really strange because like, there's no, the, the aesthetic has the top, parts of a squ- of the square not have shading just the bottom parts for the depth so the sides will be a different color mm-hmm. than the top but that means a one segment up block looks like it's contiguous with everything around it and it just wrinkled my brain um but it was just literally a one block up and i figured out how that the hexagon needed a block and on top of a cylinder into its right. space. Oh my god. To make the bridge. <laughs> okay. And so I got on the platform, waited for a bit, got off the platform, started my dude, moved the barrel into where I would get off the platform, and then moved the my phantom on the barrel to the requisite spot, and it did the thing. It made the bridge. So I dropped down a level, walked across the bridge, and then it just spun there. And I was like, it's spinning like the level should end. Is this a bug or have I fucked up a new mechanic? I don't know. And then I was like, oh, and I just, and I did it a second time and it did the same thing. And I was like, I literally have no idea if this is a bug. Because when you go in the space, like you've got a little dot on you in the middle. And, mm-hmm. and like the, the, spa- the goal space kind of has like seven, eight, I don't know, some number of dots making a circle. And you go in the middle when you go in your square, your dot's in the middle, and they all spin around, and it, like, fades to white, or what something similar to that. So it did the spinning, but it didn't fade to white. And I was like, are you introducing two... The game is so convoluted. I was like, is this two mechanics, and I've done half of this level, because this seems short, but it was the little offshoot. Or is this bugged? <laughs> am I supposed to... And then I was like, am I supposed to get the crate in here, too? But it... Because yeah. what happened was I kept playing afterwards, and then the the thing disappeared, and it just flashed the box at me, the clone, and I was like, I don't know what this means, and and my brain is tired, and so I was like, I am done now. No, that's fair. And it, and it, it's the lack of signposting throughout the early parts of the game that like I I think it's a bug, because it did the spinny thing, but maybe it's not. Maybe but also it would suck. The ghost guy just wasn't. That's happy. It, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but it would suck if they were ad- adding the hexagonal outline mm-hmm. and another mechanic to finish in the same level. That would be really tough. I don't think I got, and, it but that, I, got that far. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I just didn't know, and I was like, ah... But that's going to be one of the things that's going to prevent me mm-hmm. from really going yes. back, mm-hmm. right? Is this the lack of signposting to the point where, like, I don't even know if I've figured that out? Well, now I'm not sure about all the other levels. Like, it, which sucks because it's a poly, like it's an older game on a different platform. And I, we play, like, this is the Switch release. It comes out tomorrow, which will be two days ago mm-hmm. when you hear this, mm-hmm. if you're not on Twitch right now. Um, it's like Lemmings and yeah. Hmm. <laughs> L- Lamensa. Yeah. Box quote. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I liked it. Um, I'm going to try more. Uh, I definitely think this is like a small burst mm-hmm. thing. Uh, how how long to beat has exactly one entry? Oh. One level will take like six hours. Uh, and the how long to beat uh, has one entry and it said main storyline, 12 hours, 30 minutes. And then I stared at it and I'm like, I don't know how many levels there are. I don't even know what this means. This is such bad data. One person could have like done it all, like first attempt and been a genius, mm-hmm. or like or or I was like seven levels to the end and they struggled. Like who knows what one in? Like yeah, I don't it was know. Just, I laughed out loud for two at that. Years <laughs> but like, but the two year. Oh, that was the thing I was going to say. That that's the part of that I dislike. Uh, like we've talked about puzzle games where you. If you do an extra bit, you get like coins or something to unlock the next mm-hmm. level, so you can kind of keep going forward mm-hmm. without perfection. Yeah. And this game has no time for that. You you, you play the level. level. Oh, uh, he- yeah. Yeah. Hence, they're being stuck for two years, and that sucks because it was like <laughs> if, if you like I hit a level and I was like I, I don't know, and I went back to the map. I'm like, oh, I'm streaming this game. I guess I gotta know. <laughs> but like, if I wasn't streaming, I probably would have just yes. turned the game off. Yeah. Like, and that sucks because I got I, that was the, the the one where I had to loop twice and move <laughs> both my clone on a barrel and then me on the same barrel at different times in the loop and figure out the timing, which was very mm. gratifying afterwards. And um, but yeah, like I wouldn't have. I, I would have taken a break. And I might not have come back. Yeah, hence why I just because off it, the quality yeah. of life isn't yeah. there, right? Uh, I'm glad that you took the code because I probably would have got to the same point as last time and just thought I'm too dumb. Um, it's sort of like Babu is you when you just can't see the answer and you just don't know it and you'll never know mm. it. Some games you can well, at least yeah, but like I've got yeah. all the puzzle pieces. I just need to put them in the right order, but something like that. My brain just cannot comprehend, and I will never comprehend. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is like, Baba's you had different paths or stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even if you didn't need to do another level, you could bounce exactly. to another level. Yeah. So I think that's what the part I got to was trying to do. Is like, hey, if you're stuck, come to these two levels. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'll come to the first of those two levels. And I still well, Because it made two different paths. <laughs> and then I don't know if I finished the level... And then I was like, "I'm done." Yeah. Uh, would you, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. Are you trying to tell me, I, I, I didn't pass because big giant question mark, or are you trying to tell me you passed but I'm broken? <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's just not. And again, it's, it's. I don't even know if it was a bug or a. Hey, a goal because there's so because there's no signposting mm-hmm. in the rest of the uh-huh. game. 
Because if there was a like a design, if the design space included some signposting, and this isn't a bug, I, then I would have something to cue myself onto. Oh, I've missed a goal, but now I just yeah. don't know. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's. I'm guessing it's not a bug because it an uh, entire Can level. Let me see if there's a patch uh, like in a few mm, days' time on the switch, when, yeah. when it comes yeah. out. Nice. So That's that induction. was induction. Yes. Mm. Yes. Good. Induction to yes. Mensa. Me. Oh. <laughs> so that's probably us this week. Uh, I think not only has that game drained your brain power, the the, the conversation around that game has probably drained all of our brain power <laughs> as well. I definitely feel that 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 is. Um, it, it's one of those where you're following what you're saying and understanding it, and then hitting a point where you're like, hang on. Oh no! Now he's explained it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's and it ticks over in your mind. It's not game. even just the game. Mm-hmm. It's then the conversation about the game, which kind of. I mean, we're also talking about. I'm trying to explain a very complex, abstract game <laughs> of, of a mechanic that I didn't like. I struggled at this point. Here, let me tell you about it. And then, how do I do this? I'm going to use words and hope that these words paint a mental picture reason... of this abstract, yep. fucked up puzzle <laughs> with yep. time loops. Yeah, did, that's why I was a, like, oh, I don't know if this makes job. sense. Good job. The only reason I had any idea what you're talking about because I've played it before. <laughs> but yeah, but that's why I feel bad still, for the podcast. Even still refreshing <laughs> my memory, it's like, yes, you did explain nice. it well. But Good. Yeah, it's an impossible thing. I would have said, cubes, <laughs> cubes, crates and barrels, cubes. Good. Donkey Kong. Um, perfect. It's a good place yeah. for us to jump back into our beers. At all, yes. Uh, I just have to say, um, mm. I did some digging, and uh, I have to report that there was a short-lived live multiplayer online thing called Fear Online for less than eight months. <laughs> you have to play it now. <laughs> so I have to play it now. But it's been, it's been discontinued well, since 2015. you'll find a way. Uh, yeah. Someone's got Anyway, I, I just... I. <laughs> One person. Anyway, so it turns out, boy, is that just what people do? I, I joked about it. I'm waiting for so GTA Online is already a thing, so we have to play that because yep. Lucy mentioned oh, GTA. No. So wh- where is um, uh, Saints Row Online? Oh, that will be coming. It's the only next. series we we've mentioned that doesn't have a live online thing yet. I think they're making a new one, so uh, watch that space. Oh yeah, it, it it'll be it'll be Saints Row Anthem. Yeah, you play mm. as Iron Man. <laughs> What's what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not get into that one now. Hey, I can't remember what the characters were called in Saints Row. Biggest Dickus and um, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Taco, Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic, something. Johnny uh, Five. Johnny K. What was his name? Uh, it could be fucking any Johnny, couldn't it? To be fair, Johnny was the ultimate <laughs> word. I, I assume that was the joke. <laughs> But um, <laughs> let's finish by talking about our beers. <laughs> Johnny Gat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was Gat of Hell, wasn't it? The um, the extra yeah. Yeah. That, that came out, yes. Uh, let, let's talk about beers. Let's talk about beers. Beers, 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 beers. Lucy, <laughs> um, you only had yes. one beer this evening. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Would you call it a beer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's your favourite beer of the day, then? Um, yeah. Okay. It's no choice, but it was nice. Yeah. yeah, I did like it. Would you have it again on a 
warm summer's eve or is it yeah, a winter day session beer <laughs> we can drink beer all oh, year round as we prove on this podcast uh, i think that's a very much refreshing summer okay, beer good. but um yeah red stripe you do good nice, stuff good good uh, Adam, we'll come to you then Ooh, um it's tough uh i think I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a wild move and say the dot matrix is the superior beer. Yeah. But oh. I actually given that I don't know what's going on at <laughs> Fierce and Noble with this drinks for you, is this was surprisingly good for a it literally is drinks for you is the name of the beer or the name of the brewery like it's so strange i don't know i and i actually think it's worth i mean not just because of the cats i think it's worth tracking down it's a really tasty beer um also if it is just by fierce and noble and unbranded which i doubt is the case uh i think it's better than most of the stuff of theirs i've had i've oh, never yeah. quite cottoned on to this is just a really good beer. Uh, it's it's not like in the tier of left-handed giant beer, but this is really good, and I think it's worth supporting. And if it's Fierce Noble, that's great. I like like I said, um, I think this is a good beer, and it's worthy mm-hmm. of elevating. So I'm gonna I'm nice. gonna pick that. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, because yeah, the stout was definitely. Yeah. Oh fucking great yeah. beer! <laughs> yeah, right. I mean I'm cheating, right? Because yeah. I'm like, this is so good. Find this beer. It's like a stout that tastes light and won't fuck you up in the way that because it's only seven percent, and it it still hits above your weight. It's weight. It's great, but also I'm <laughs> picking this other thing. <laughs> I mean the cats. I mean, alone. Yeah, to be fair, the, the, it's justified. Yeah. Absolutely justified. Um, yeah. For me this week, yeah. it's very easily the Pomona Island. Um, first big weekend. Yeah, I... Get my. I want it to be the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, isn't it? We're getting close. I've lost track. Tuesday. Uh, lovely, lovely flavour. <laughs> Loads of strawberry in there. A uh, little bit of lavender as well. Gave me this nice floral hit and flowed through those flavours quite well. The Dea lives in that earthy space that Dea have been putting beers out in. And lots of other breweries have moved their kind of dippers towards North, Verdant. Loads of them are pushing out these more earthy kind of beers and have been for a little while now um, and I think with my dippers I love a juice bomb right, let's go back to 2018 18 19 yeah I think 18 let's go back there and have all the juicy dippers yeah 17 or 18 I'll drink those all day but first big weekend not a big juicy dipper nice light strawberry and lavender an interesting combination of flavours and one that it's done by them very, very well. Uh, did not know either beer, to be fair, was a double IPA. Mm. Didn't get the booze off either of them. So if you're looking for something a little bit bigger that doesn't present itself as much and you love strawberry, then hit the Pomona Island. If you like those earthy, mm. slightly more ripey kind of melon notes, then then the Dea is for you. Uh, but for me, mm-hmm. it's the Pomona Island this week. Uh. Did well to topple a day, but absolutely, there you go. absolutely, and it, I mean, it's going to come from someone like Pomona Island or Pomona, Whiplash. Yeah, you know these these breweries that just bash out consistent beers. That suddenly one of them is just going to be like, bam, this flavour is just <laughs> something else. 
and is really really good. So, yeah, not not massively surprising. I think. Um, so, if you've drank any of the beers that we have this evening, if you drink other beers that you think we should be looking for and drinking, then you can get hold of us in lots of different ways at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter. You can get us at out of lives net on twitter as well we are all at out of lives.net the website that the podcast is thrown up onto where you can see our lovely faces uh, you can also go to the out of lives youtube channel we are there too plus other things that we do um, we are here every week on twitch as well as are other things that we do like adults first looks where he plays induction the game he talks about this evening you can go and watch him play to see what he was talking about over on the Twitch and at some point that will be smashed up onto the YouTube as well if you're not so au fait with Twitch and you prefer YouTube sure, do that you can get all of us individually, I'm at Nova underscore 47, Adel is at the Omniarch, Lucy is Juicy Loose 9 if you want to help us out, rate us, review us, subscribe, do the thing on the service that you are looking at us, watching us, listening to us from. That would be very, very helpful. How do I feel like you've got something you... you, you no? Oh, okay. Uh, or come and chat to us in the Discord. If you want to come and chat to us on a daily basis, do that. We've got a Discord. Uh, you can come into our server and chat to us whenever you like about beers or about games. Adol's just linked it perfectly in the Twitch chat, so if you are watching us on the VOD or Twitch, there it is. Do it. If not, we will have that linked somewhere else. That's all of the things. That's everywhere you get us. That's the beers. That's the games. That's us. Do either of you have anything you'd like to close the show out with this evening? Eh, no words of wisdom. Just be good to one another. Perfect. And Ender Lilies is really good. Mm. <laughs> a, a game I assume you'll come back to in I'm, maybe another couple of weeks. I'll talk about it next, next week. week. Yeah, I'll, I'll have finished nice. it by next week. Very close. Adult? That's it. <laughs> uh, play games. Be nice to each other. Fuck racism. No. And don't stick a flare up your ass. I mean, that would be it. Ah, but if you stick something up your ass, make sure it is flared at the base. <laughs> yeah, be kind to yourself. Don't, don't, don't just go fucking... Fist first uh, into into that. No, this is this is important for retrieval purposes. This, this is a thing. This is why anal plugs and dildos are formed differently. And I'm glad I'm glad we went there for this. Week we've been tanked up by. <laughs> www.outoflives.net <laughs>